Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What up, everybody? My name is Rob Brandt. And I'm Rick Brandt, and we are the Brothers Brandt. Yes, we are. And here we have episode 30. Uh, Haven't named it yet, but, you know, Nigel Talton, a.k.a. The Freeze. And if you don't know The Freeze, shame on you. Um, But if you you need a refresher on who Nigel is and his uh, character, The Freeze, just YouTube, the freeze atlanta braves and there's not one but two videos uh two clips on nigel that have surpassed a million views so um pretty epic we're excited to have him on yeah pretty cool right nigel yeah that is pretty cool (laughs) so episode 30 uh rick and i had a phenomenal episode before on episode 29 we were talking about Derek jeter and frank sinatra and how rick got to meet uh, his, his childhood uh, hero, icon, legend, Derek Jeter, outside of Yankee Stadium uh, six years ago and just reminiscing about that. And we're pumped to roll on through with episode 30, milestone episode, with none other than the freeze. Rick, uh, let the listeners know who we're talking to right now. Robbie, 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 it would be my absolute honor and privilege to introduce to the people Nigel Talton, a.k.a. The Freeze, and give a little background into who we have on today's podcast. So ladies and gentlemen, as Rob has mentioned, Nigel Talton is affiliated with the Atlanta Braves, and I would argue that he's the fastest man in baseball. He doesn't have a mitt, and he doesn't hit home runs, but this guy is a viral sensation because of his Olympic speed. Nigel grew up and went through school and into college as a track star and eventually got a job working for the Atlanta Braves as part of their grounds crew. His boss and members of the organization spotted his speed and incorporated him into one of the best promotions in all of professional sports. We're going to dive into that during this episode. I want it to be known that Nigel is one of the nicest guys you will ever meet. He's extremely humble and his story and himself are very inspiring. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Nigel Talton, <coughs> a.k.a. The Freeze. <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is Nigel, a.k.a. The Freeze. Um, I'm proud to be on the 30th episode of the Big Milestone. Awesome, man. Cool. We're pumped to have you, Nigel. I'm so excited. And uh, hey, before before we uh, get rolling with this episode and dive deep into it, because we got a lot to unpack right here, a lot of great questions. Um, I just mm-hmm. want to throw it out there. What are the odds, Rob Brandt, myself, I'm talking in third person like Ricky Henderson. Um, what are the odds that Rob Brandt, uh, you know, races the freeze, maybe 2020, maybe 2021? What do we got here? Can we get a race in? Man, it's all up to the Braves. I would not, I wouldn't mind racing you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Nigel, Nigel, you would smoke me. It wouldn't even be close. 
I could get a head start to the point where I'm 10 feet away from the finish line and you still would beat me. <laughs> no, nah, I don't know. No, nah, I never underestimate anybody. <laughs> I love it. I love, love it. it. Now, Rob, Rob actually's got a, a running background and he's very fast. So I think that's more your competition. I want to get it out there. I want <laughs> to be on record. This podcast, episode 30, is also extremely unique because Nigel, Nigel's calling us from Atlanta. He's at the Braves game at the moment. He just got off the field performing his grounds duty responsibilities, and now he's joining us on the podcast. So this couldn't be more perfect. Rob, I know you want to dive into Nigel's, uh, you know, maybe childhood and then uh, high school and in through college. Let's let's get this thing rolling. Yeah, let's let's start this thing cruising along. So Nigel, kind of walk us through what was high school like and then like, you know, I know you were a multiple sport athlete and then you chose track, but like walk us through high school and then I want to hear about college too, like your decisions on where you went, what you did. So what was high school like for you? High school, I started playing football. I've been playing football all my life. Um I'm gonna give you guys a funny story. So I was, I think I was like 11 and my mom wanted me to run track. And um, it was a track club in Runner Robins, Georgia, like 15 minutes from well from Fort Valley. And she she put me in this club and I cried because I had to run. I didn't like getting tired. So I kind of quit and I kind of regretted because I feel like I would have been way better than I am now. So I started running track my 11th grade year in high school. That was wow. 2008. I graduated from high school in 2009. I didn't take it serious until my senior year. Well, yeah, senior year, going into my freshman year in college, that's when I took track serious. Because uh, I was focused on football. We won state my freshman year and sophomore year in football. And then my senior year, when I started taking track serious, my coach, my track coach, we got a new coach. Every year I had a new, every year the track team had a new coach. So my senior year, the track coach was the women's track coach. And I was also playing baseball. I was pinch running for baseball my senior year. And he was like, you got to make a choice. You're going to either run track or you're going to pinch run for baseball. So me, he's saying I got a choice. So I picked, I picked baseball. And he was like, oh, you don't have a choice. I'll see you at practice on Monday. I was like, I thought I had a choice. <laughs> so, so he got me, he trained me, he trained the men's team, Coach Turner. Um, and he got me together. I made it to state my senior year in track in the 100-meter dash. I placed seventh. I'm going to go back to my junior year. I had the fastest time in the uh, – in my region in the 200 but i didn't make it to state because i was playing baseball i didn't go to practice i wasn't really concerned about track and then mm. when i got the new coach coach turner my senior year that's when i took it serious and i was focusing on the 100 oh. and i went made it to state in the 100 and i played seventh. and then i got a scholarship to a small school in mount pleasant iowa called iowa wesleyan college now it's iowa wesleyan university um, I broke the 23-year-old record in the 100-meter dash, um, number one in the 200-meter dash at that school. I went to junior nationals my freshman year. I went to nationals, college nationals my freshman year. Uh, I didn't make the finals 
in the hundred or I didn't make the finals in the two hundred. I only made it out the pre I made it through prelims and then that's when it clicked in my head when I made it to junior nationals in Des Moines, Iowa for USA track and field. And I was like, I really want to take track serious. So over the summer, uh, I was still playing football my freshman year at Iowa Wesleyan. And then my sophomore year, I just didn't want to do football anymore. I wanted to focus on track. So mm. I, I was focusing on track. I transferred from Iowa to Shorter University, closer to home, to Rome, Georgia, because they, they had a good program, a great program. Um, we won nationals as a team, indoor, outdoor. I'm a seven-time All-American. I placed second in the 100-meter dash, qualified for trials, doing my tour at Shorter. Didn't compete at the trials, but kept getting injured. But I fell in love with track when I took it serious my fresh after my freshman year in college when I made it to junior nationals. Wow. I wow. made it to, I made it to so many nationals. I just I want the big thing. I want to make the Olympic team and win. I wanna win them I wanna win a medal when I'm done before I say I'm done with track. Oh my I just want to win more medal. Oh my gosh. Yeah Nigel um I, uh, you know, I just want to let you know, Rick was coming up with the stats over here and he said five-time All-American. So I just want to let you know, he totally messed up because you're a seven-time All-American. Is that correct? Did I hear you? Yes, sir. Okay. <laughs> my bad. My bad, Nigel. I have trouble counting, man. That's, that's on me. No, nah, you're good. Lost count. <laughs> all right. So, so Nigel, uh, all right. So I got some times here, you know, again, Rick wrote them down, so I'm not sure how, you know, correct he is, but what was your fastest ever 100, 100 meter dash? 100 meter dash without the win. <laughs> a 10:28 without the win. 10:28. Oh my gosh. Okay. And then what's your fastest 200? My fastest 200 is 20.9, 21 low, like 21.3. Okay. It's all oh gosh, that's that's electric, bro. And then what is? 21. Yeah, 21.3. Now, now I know it's like 60, 100, and 200, but I'm sure with the yeah. football background, you've done some 40-yard dashes. So what's like <laughs> yeah. What's like your 40? What's your 40 for all the football fans that listen, just so they have an idea? Man, I feel like I'm the fastest in the NFL. Uh, I ran a 4-2-8. So in high school, they used to call me Mr. 4-2. I ran a 4-2-8 at uh, – it was a football camp at Kansas State University. And um, they timed us on 40s and broad jump and hurt. And I ran a 4 to 8. That is absurd. My jaw just dropped, bro. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, yeah, you're definitely going to smoke me when I race you uh, for the Braves game. So we'll, we'll somehow get back. <laughs> um, all right, th that is absolutely unbelievable. And then, um, you know, I got I to gotta ask right here, um, you know, so – so, so, you, so you did all these, and then you did Olympic trials. Did you try out for the Olympic team? I know you said you had some injuries. No, I didn't. I didn't make it. I didn't make it to the trials. I've been injured. I've been having hamstrings problems and lower back problems. Oh, man. So yeah. I've just been trying to take it easy. Well, not take it easy. I've just been trying to stay rehab and trying to make sure I do the little thing. You know, it's, it's interesting, Nigel, that you bring that up because of the injuries. On episode, uh, I believe it was 10 of our podcast, we had one of our best friends on from growing up, Tim Gorman. 
and he mm-hmm. he broke the four minute mile. He runs a three fifty three now, and he's mm-hmm. uh, training for the Olympic team. He's like top ten in the in in the nation for the mile, and um, he's got to get down to top three. But, um, you know, you wouldn't think with track because it's not like a contact sport of all these injuries, but that's the one thing he said about his career is just how many injuries he's had. So yeah. Fascinating. Um, and then I, so, so then walk, walk us through, how'd you, how'd you land up at the Braves? How'd you land at the Braves? Um, let's see. I started on the ground school in 2012. Um, they came to my school, uh, Kennesaw State, where I graduated from. They came there and it was like a job fair. And it was like, you should apply. And me, I said, me applying out of a thousand, some people applying, what make you think I'll get the job? They was like, you don't know, just apply, so I'd apply. And that's the same year I went to USA Indoor Nationals. In the- after I came for indoor nationals, I got a call from Andrew Worley, and he was he hired me to be on the ground school. So I've been on the ground square ever since then. And then, so you've been on the grounds crew, and then, how did you become the freeze? Like, did it? Um, were you just like raking one day, and like you know, or fixing the ground, and then all of a sudden turn to somebody and go? You know, I run like, uh, you know, a, a, a 10, uh, 10.28, uh, 100 meters. Like, like, did that happen? You just have like some sidebar conversation. And then somebody's like, yo, he runs like a 10 flat 100. <laughs> no. So um, it was the last year of Turner Field, the farewell season. And they had a challenge, the stolen base challenge, where they give a fan from the center, from the corner, right field corner, to second base to get a, to, to the, yeah, to second base to get a fake base and run back. They get 20 seconds. I think I did in like, oh, I, it was fast. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then over the summer, going into opening uh, Suntrust Park, now Truist Park, they wanted to do a promotion of me racing a fan. So I was like, oh yeah, I do it. I didn't know I was going to give a fan a head start or dress up as a freeze. thought I was just going to be racing a fan straight up. I was like, yeah, I can beat him straight up. <laughs> you know, I don't want to hog all these questions because I know Rick um, wants to wants to ask some questions. So I'm going to let Rick jump in here and talk about you as the freeze. And then I'm going to, I'm going to jump back in and, and fire away at some other ones. So let me transition to Rick. Rick, hop in here and fire away with some <laughs> questions for our boy Nigel. What up, everybody? Sorry to interrupt the regular programming right here, but Rick and I have to pay the bills, so we're going to run an ad. This ad is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Enjoy the show, guys. Rob, I'm chomping at the bit here because first off, this is amazing. I'm a baseball enthusiast and the grounds crew people 
are some of the most important people in the operation of a major league baseball game and a successful season because there's so many responsibilities that take place. So Nigel, I just want you to know much, much respect for what you and your colleagues are doing on a day in and day out basis. You know, not often does it get the uh, headlines, but uh, kudos to all you guys. Rob and I have been to Braves games and you guys do a heck of a job, man. Thank you. Thank you. Definitely. And so let's get into this freeze here. So they say we've got this new promotion and we're going to call it the freeze. Why did they call it the freeze? Do you have any background on that? <laughs> no, I don't have any background on that. <laughs> well, for I you just know it's partnership <laughs> yeah. with racetrack. It's a partnership with racetrack. They have a drink called um, the freeze. I get it. All right. So maybe that's coming. Maybe it's coming from sort of sponsorship out there. I was going to say for all the fans out there, the freeze, this man, describe the outfit that you're wearing Nigel, during the competition because it's not you running in like racetrack uniform. Go ahead. Tell the people. <laughs> it's like a standard. It, just, it reminds me of a track uniform. So I'm, kind of, I'm comfortable with running in it because <laughs> I just feel like when I'm running, I feel like I'm at a track meet running a 200-meter dash or 400. So, so they put you in this full-body spandex-wearing outfit, and this thing goes all the way up, though. It's like through your chest, up around your arms, your face, and then you've got these phenomenal-looking, like, skiing-type goggles. goggles, glasses on. <laughs> can you see through those? Yeah, I can see. It just it makes, it makes me just blank out. Like, I don't know. I feel like I'm on another planet. <laughs> <laughs> And and are you able to see? I mean, the ballpark you're in now holds about forty thousand fans. So, are you, do you see them? Do, can you hear them? Are you know they're all rooting for you? We've all seen the pictures and videos. Tell me about that. Yeah. Um. At first, when I first start, I hear, I hear all the fans cheering, going crazy, and the visitor home team and the Braves going crazy, and then it just it just go to blank. <laughs> and then what about at the end when you cross the finish line? Do you hear the crowd going nuts? Uh -huh. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so cool. So a um, couple other things I want to know about, too. I'm just, like, dying to ask you all these questions is, all right, you're a grounds crew member. So your top priority is definitely being a part of that team and making sure the field is in great condition. How do you balance, how does your colleagues, maybe your bosses, how do you guys balance the freeze and make it work? I know you're not doing it every night of the season at all home games, but walk us through that and maybe your training as well that goes into being the freeze. Um, so on a typical day, I usually, when I get to the ballpark, I'm doing everything for the grounds crew. Um, I do everything up to like two innings before I do the freeze, uh, warm up, do the freeze, come back, get undressed, and go back to the ground screw until after the game, to the end of the game. Wow. Wow. So you're, you're on call, you're ready to go pretty much every game, and you're just waiting for that call. And if you get the call, you throw the freeze outfit on, and you get out there, do your thing, and then you're back to being a grounds crew for the rest of the night. Mm -hmm. 
Yes, sir. Now, now, Rick, let me jump in there. When you, Nigel, when you throw in, throw on the freeze outfit, do you feel like Superman with that S on your chest? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> no? Okay. Because you look, you look like a superhero. And, and then also, I want to say, like, um, how, I want to ask you, how do you feel when they give the people the head start? Like, you know, what's going through your mind? Like, are you eyeing this kid up and you're like, okay, he might be fast or he might be slow? Like, what's going on here? Oh, no, I never underestimate anybody. <laughs> no, I'm nervous the whole time. Okay, okay. I'm nervous the whole time. Now, you know there's a couple of clips out there, and if anybody YouTubes you, they're going to find this clip, and it's probably one of my favorite clips ever. In fact, Bob Mennery, who is an uh, icon on, uh, on social media for being an absurd, having an absurd announcer voice and using some profanity, he probably shows your clip every couple months. He just refreshes it. And I, I don't know if you've ever seen him reshare it or anything like that on Instagram, but it's the clip where, where you're racing some kid and, you know, it's coming down to the wire. You know, it's like you're probably about like 30 yards away and this kid thinks it's a wrap. And he's, it's got 1.7 million views on YouTube, bro. And he's waving his arms like he's Usain Bolt going to beat you into the finish. And out of nowhere, you come flying by on the left side and he looks at you and he totally face plants. <laughs> like, what's it like when you pass some of these people? <laughs> so on that one, that's the one that went viral. Like, I never, I never knew he fell until like a couple of days later. Everybody was texting me that knew I was a free, saying, "You on ESPN?" I said, "No, I'm not on ESPN. What, what would I be on ESPN for?" <laughs> and it was like they were sending me the videos because I didn't know he. He fell into. I knew he fell into. I didn't know he fell into the end. They was like, he gotta go see um, one of the EMS because he had fell. But I didn't know it was like that or anything. <laughs> he totally face planted, and um, you know, Rick and I saw that whatever year it was. I think it was like a couple of years ago. And then we met you. And when we met you at at um, SunTrust Stadium, I was like, oh my god, it's the freeze. And like, I had the biggest like you know starstruck fanboy moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah rob you guys got a great picture together i'm thoroughly jealous that i don't have one with the freeze but i think we're gonna have to make that happen i think maybe in 2021 when fans are permitted the three of us are gonna have to get together at a braves game i think you're gonna have to challenge and race nigel in a race i think that's only fitting but you know nigel I want to I want to keep going on this cuz I'm so impressed with what you do. I mean, and everybody else is as well. You got invited to be a part of an All-Star game, right? <laughs> what year was that? What did you do? Like tell tell our listeners what that was all about. I mean, you got invited to a Major League Baseball All-Star game. All-Star, I think it was yeah, it was 2017 in Miami. Uh, it was it was amazing. It was fun. Like I never knew they'd invite me to an All Star game or to anything dealing with anything that was outside of the Braves organization. It was fun. It was. It was. I was treated like I was a player. <laughs> a lot of people was coming up to me and like, "Oh, that's the three. It made me feel really good. 
That's awesome. You deserve that, Nigel. And, and as a baseball fan, you were surrounded by the best of the best. So, like, tell us about the interactions that you had then. And also, I'm sure you get a chance to, at some point, to interact with some of the Braves players. Tell us maybe some great interactions you've had with those guys. Um, Billy Hamilton, Ozzy, um, Ronald, Dancy. Um, have you raced any of the uh, MLB players at any point? Have they challenged you, or what's up with that? Ozzy well, always challenged me in Dancy, but no, I never raced them. <laughs> We're going to have to get that on the books, too. I want to see you uh, take down some MLB players. And, Nigel, yeah. I'd, be, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring this up. But it's not every day that one of the most decorated Olympians of all time just shouts out, you know, you, me, anybody. But Usain Bolt, one of the fastest men to ever walk planet Earth, actually said at one point in a tweet, he said, nah, the freeze, he's too quick for me. Usain Bolt said that. That made my day. I still got that picture. I got it the screenshot on my screensaver on my phone. <laughs> As you made, should. Made my As you should. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, so, but you have some Olympic aspirations. Have you ever, I don't know, reached out to, spoken with Usain about that? Um, you've pursued some Olympic bobsledding, some skeleton team events. What's going on with all that? Yeah. I went to Ricky Camp for skeleton, um, boxing, skeleton, and it was it was fun. Like when you say your adrenaline is running every time you go down ice, it is. Like I don't know, I never jumped out of plane, but I'm sure that your adrenaline is running the whole whole time until you land back on the um, ground from jumping out of plane. I just like the adrenaline rush doing skeleton. Like I want to get back into it right now. I just been focusing on track, training for the track, and trying to get some things together for myself once I'm done with track. But my main focus right now is track, making that team, that Olympic team, making it on a relay team or in an individual event. I just want to make the team get a medal and say that I did it. Like, I don't care about no world record or no American record or any record because your record can be easily broken, but if you win a medal, your medal can never be taken away. So I want to win a medal because I know it'll never be taken away. That's well said. That's well said. And you know what? We're rooting for you. I know our listeners out there are rooting for you. And with your determination, I think uh, I think the sky is the limit with you achieving those dreams. So we're we're rooting for you. I really believe you're the fastest brave. I think you're the fastest person in Major League Baseball. I want to know, is there a freeze bobblehead? And if so, where can I get it? And if not, who do I need to talk to? <laughs> so the question, answer to your question, no, it's not. I wish. <laughs> I don't know who we should talk to. Maybe we should just go to racetrack and just <laughs> talk to the head people. Racetrack I'm starting a petition after this podcast is over. We're going to get a freeze bobblehead going. I'm going to add it to my collection. 
Rob, what else you got for Nigel? I'm just, Nigel, this was an awesome interview, man. It was incredible. Thank you so much for being on. I just want to say that, um, you know, April 12th, April 13th, opening day, let's get a little Robin Rick Brandt racing the freeze at uh, Truist Park. That's what I'm saying. Hey, we're going to have to set it up. <laughs> you talk to your people. We'll talk to our people. We'll figure it all out. No big deal. But I have to ask, I have to know, um, what is the overall record for the freeze? Uh, oh, you got me on the spot. <laughs> to be honest, I, I don't even know the answer. Cause I like I don't keep up with the wins or losses. Like, I just want to entertain the fans, <laughs> entertain, entertain MLB. So I I really don't like I don't keep up with it. To be honest, I love it. I love it. Such a great answer. <laughs> awesome man. Well, yeah, we got to get it opening day. We'll figure it out. We'll talk. We'll get some PR going for sure. So, Rick, you want to wrap us I up? Guess. Nigel, as Rob said, thank you so much for joining the podcast. We consider you a great friend, not just to the podcast, but in life. And if there's anything we can help with, you know, reach out anytime. For all you listeners out there, I'm Rick Brandt. And I'm Rob Brandt, and we're the Brothers Brandt. Thanks, Nigel, a.k.a. The Freeze, for coming on.